Hi. Welcome to Be the Evidence podcast with Susan Grace and Aubrey Mast. We are so grateful that you are here, that you're curious, that you're engaging, that you are questioning, and that you are showing up for conversations around consciousness and liberation and making changes that may not fit inside the box that we once lived. It truly makes that work easier for all of us with each and every one of us doing it and showing up for it. So thank you deeply. Susan and I feel very called to furthering these conversations and furthering the evolution of consciousness. So we have created a community-based forum that's called BeTheEvidence.Live. You can find it at www.BeTheEvidence.Live. And in this forum, it is jam-packed with all of the tools and the support that Susan and I personally use to get us through navigating these changes in energies. So when you become a member, you get access to Susan texting astrological changes as they happen and giving us handlebars to hold on to so we can navigate those changes in energies. There's also daily astrology readings that are done for the collective consciousness that are tapped in to what the energies are exposing that day. There's also presence practices that are very similar to the things that you hear coming up in the podcast with actual rituals to use. Um, and there are recipes that help support the changes, whether it be detoxifying or cleansing or grounding into your body to help your body adjust to the astrological changes as well. There are guided meditations there for you to plug into and listen to whenever you want. They help ground you into this experience of being a human being with amongst all of these changes. There are also daily tarot cards pulled to help give another way of navigating the changes. Susan and I also host weekly live calls for all the members. We recently just did a 2019 overview for all of our members, and we covered the eclipses and the retrogrades and the nodes, and that is really a way that we connect with all of the members and give them a platform and give ourselves a platform for understanding what are the energies that are being exposed and how do we navigate them? How do we surf these waves? If this is something that interests you, we would love to see you. You're welcome to join us at any point in time. We're really grateful that you're showing up in any and every way that you do. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Happy post full moon. Still in the eclipse energies, but post full moon at least. Yep. We have a so lunar eclipse. And um, we're in this energy for two weeks until the next moon, okay? Um, but we are starting to get out of it. So what happens after the, the, the final eclipse of the season, whether it's two or three, is that it's like, um, you know how whenever you're standing in an elevator and the, have you ever been in an elevator where the doors got stuck and so they started to close really slowly? Mm-hmm. It's like that. The window's starting to close. Not closed yet, but it's starting to. Right. <laughs> so we're starting to come out of it, but we're not yet. Give it one more week and then the next moon will start pulling on us and this one will fade off. Okay. Um, uh, also, I, 
you see lots of things about all of the new that's coming in with the lunar eclipse and everything that we've been doing to set ourselves up for the next chapter. Nope, that is not a lunar eclipse. Lunar eclipse makes us, it brings out a shadow, right? Like the eclipsing of a shadow and about how we felt about something. A shadow comes over it, the shadow feels obvious, and then we feel differently about it on the other side. And this would have something to do about your ability to follow your joy. And so that shadow can bring up all the things that have tried to snuff you out before, all the things that you feel like are going to keep trying to snuff you out, all the reasons why you want to give up. And then on the other side of it, if you stay with it, like some, some people will get stuck in that shadow and kind of fall down a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you'll ride it all the way out, the intent is for you to come out the other side and go, I am not, I am not giving into that story of the shadows are always coming to get me. They're going to take me down. I'm not. Yeah. And I think the piece of that, like not giving into the story of being taken down by the shadows, that's where the practice of self-care comes in. Because there's like this piece, right, that is, you have to lean into the shadows. You have to lean into, um, this morning I was posting the card of the day for our Be The Evidence Live members. And uh, there is some energy around um, leaning into what has been lost, the shadows that you have experienced, the pain that you have endured, like what has clouded the sun or what has clouded your joy. And acknowledging it, not brushing past it, not moving, numbing out to it, but actually acknowledging it, right? And there is like, there's this like richness, like there's this fertility there that it's like in acknowledging the shadows that have passed and in acknowledging the pain that has been experienced, there's also this beautiful um, richness that's available to, and how do I care for myself here? How do I deepen in care? and choose the opposite of reactivity and just be an allowance. Mm -hmm. So Leo is the fire within the heart mm -hmm. that talks about inner child and play and joy and laughter and being in love, inspiration, creativity. It's also about having so much love for yourself and your heart that it overflows outward to the world around you. So it starts with yourself, of loving yourself wherever you are even in the middle of shadow, loving yourself even there. And I think that what that looks like is when the shadows start coming in about these are all the ways that things have failed before, or these are all the ways that I want to give up or want to limit myself, or it's probably going to happen to everybody except me, the good things. I think you can fall into, maybe all that happened because I'm not good enough. Maybe all that happened because I'm, I'm the one who is the downfall and what happened and everything else is fine. And I think you have to stop yourself there. I think you have to stop the, yourself there and go, we're not going to talk about blame. We're going to talk about what, what, what lessons can be learned from it so that you can evolve and grow and go up from here. Yeah. I think it's acknowledging that storyline as it approaches of the piece of, it's not, there's so much judgment that's involved in that, right? Like there's judgment that you were to blame, that you're not good enough, that it was your fault. No, that there is all of this other aspects of um, cutting up your storyline and your 
role in the behaviors and in the downfall and in the uprising. But then also, like there's this opportunity to call it as you see it without judging yourself, with being able to say, hey, you know what? That took place and here's how I am participating in my uprising. Here's how I'm choosing to overcome the blame with radical presence for myself, radical care for myself. Right, so it's that um, in, in order to be on your own side, in order to hold the love that you have for yourself, even in the shadowy parts, even in the self-doubt and in the regret and in the disappointment, I think that it becomes useful to have the practice of what we call being the observer. Mm -hmm. If you were to stop for a second and be on your own side and sit with yourself, and if you go into self-loathing or disappointment and doubt and all that stuff, be like, hey, hey, this is, this is, life is just an experience, okay? What can we learn from it? Where do you need to pivot? Where do you need to um, uh, have better boundaries? Mm -hmm. Or have better boundaries even with yourself about how you're going to uh, put out your energy in the world? Whatever it is, whatever it is that needs to be evaluated, you can still love yourself there. You don't have to whip it out of you. No, and I think last night I was um, writing about this right before the um, full moon and eclipse moved through about using this energy as the place of rituals, right? Of being really ritualistic of, oh, I see that I would normally go into judgment of myself here. What would be a new ritual that I could adapt? Oh, I don't know, breathing into like my deep belly or taking a sip of water and being really present with the water that I'm drinking, right? Like of using that like as this, I'm going to meet myself with the sacredness, the sense that meeting myself in a different way can be a new ritual that is unfolding at every single moment of the day. I think it takes ritual to receive, just to receive anything, to receive right. awareness, to receive inspiration. I talk a lot about um, listening for the call of your name and sometimes people are like, I can't hear it mm -hmm. <laughs> because it takes a whole lot of stillness to hear it. Right. And openness. Uh, this week, uh, along with the the full moon lunar eclipse in Leo, we're entering into a grand trine fire with Venus crossing Jupiter and Sagittarius. Jupiter rules Sagittarius. Venus is a receiver. That's a whole lot of hope and inspiration and opportunity and adventure trying to come in. I think what could thwart that is if you go into um, any kind of suffering thoughts of it's probably going to be for everybody except me. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think sometimes it takes ritual to get yourself out of the energy of putting a cap on what is possible. Like, oh, that could never. Oh, no, this is probably as far as it's going to go. Or I've already tried everything. Or nobody's ever going to show up. Or nobody's ever going to be on my side. It's down to just me and me. All those things. To be able to open up and go, you know what? I don't, I don't have any idea what's possible. Let's see it. Let's go. I'm open. Sure. And then in the openness and receiving and going forward in life, I think it takes ritual to stay in presence. Mm -hmm. And ritual doesn't have to be complicated. It can be going for a walk. Right. It's whatever, whatever keeps you in the body and present and open without judgment, without restriction. Right? Right. Yeah, I've been, um, I started back into my, my classes for my PhD. And I'm taking a whole course this semester on 
mind-body practices and how to deepen like that type of ritualistic behavior, right? Of I am going to choose meditation. We're going to do a walking meditation or how can I deepen consciousness within, I don't know, folding the laundry, right? Like the mundane things. And it's been so far, it's really an interesting practice of like, what is really being presented in the literature and also like in the practices that I'm moving through is really this call back to experiencing self, experiencing life, right? And I think we've learned how to go into judgment. We've learned how to numb. We've learned how to be really reactive. And we've learned how to experience life in situations. Like I'm just as much of like a um, example of this, I think, as anybody of like, I'll do my work. I'll wash the dishes. And I'm not really being present with washing the dishes. Or I will say, we're going to go play for two hours. And then that's the time where I put on the, I'm going to experience the play hat, right? Rather than choosing to experience life in its totality and experience all of it of like when you're brushing your teeth, are you actually feeling all of your teeth being brushed? Or is it just like this checked out situation? And that, that takes a lot of work. I mean, it's not easy to dip in and embody that level of consciousness at all times. But I also think it's sort of like learning a new dance. I like, I, I'm taking it as being a child and taking childlike wonder of like, well, what would it be like to feel every brush stroke of my hairbrush go through my hair? What would that even look like? Cause I don't know what that experience is. Right. That's so funny. I, last night during the eclipse, I had a dream. <laughs> I have a, I have an Aveda hairbrush because um, a client and friend of mine sent it to me as a gift. She's like, you're going to love the way this feels on your head. And I'm like, okay. And I dreamt that I had this brush and I was going around to everyone, strangers, and going, you're going to love the way this feels on your head. And I'm like, do you want to use it? And they're like, no. <laughs> Not at all. I love it. And in that dream, I... I felt like it was saying, it doesn't matter what the votes are. If it feels great on your head, that's good enough. True. It's good enough. What feels good to you? What feels good to you? It's okay. Mm -hmm. So we just entered into Aquarius season, sun going into Aquarius. Aquarius doesn't care if everyone else agrees with what they want to do. Right. Aquarius goes off the rails because you can't, you can't grab air. You can't make Aquarius do something. Right. You know, I mean, if you, if my thing about Aquarius energy is that you're Aquarius rising. Mm -hmm. If you and I live together, here's my deal. If you and I live together and I said, I'm going to the hardware store. You would be like, she's going to get supplies for a cage to put me in. I'm out. And you would leave. And I'd be like, I'm going to get a hammer. Calm down. <laughs> you can't make me do anything. No. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important whenever we're trying to find what brings us joy what brings us into presence, what's calling our name. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. And I mean, I really mean that in current time because what everybody else is doing in a sweeping kind of way, a lot of that is collapsing. Traditions, mm -hmm. rules, expectations, institutions, what we've done so far, it's all starting to fracture. And so if you're looking around at what everybody else is doing and going, maybe I should be doing that, Incorrect. 
you should be doing what calls you forward from within. And it, if it feels like, I don't think I've ever seen this done before, you are on the right track. Yeah, and I also think that if you've never asked yourself those questions before, like it can be really daunting to be like, I don't even know what I like to do. Like I've been sitting with this question of um, asking people, how do you do self-care? Like what are your self-care practices? Because, I mean, you know, my work is so inundated with doing self-care practices and rituals, being in the body. And then I'm realizing more and more that, like, that is not necessarily the, the same practice for everybody, right? <laughs> and so it's sort of like that whole of, you know, coming back from a culinary background where I'm like, oh, to make a chicken pot pie, I roast my chicken and I'm cutting all my vegetables up and I'm hand rolling the pot pie, like the pie pastry. I'm realizing that that's not necessarily the same, right? Like I'm always realizing that my perspective, this is like the Aquarius thing, the way I do things is not the way other people do it at all. And to come to that question of like, what is your practice of self-care? If you've never sat with, how do I care for myself? Like, I mean, uh, occasionally I'll eat good food. Maybe I'll go to the gym and go on a run. I don't know. Like sometimes I hang out with my friends or I don't really take care of myself because I don't have time to. Like if you've never really pondered that, I think what we're talking about can be feel really daunting and really overwhelming. And the only thing I, I think to return to is give the spaciousness. Like that in, your, in itself can be the most radical self-care practice that you've ever experienced is just giving yourself the space, the breath, and the allowance and permission to sit with that question and allow it to like come to you. It is surprising and interesting to me that when it comes to things like self-care, also when I, when I tell clients that your happiness matters, I mean, right. most of the time they glaze over like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I, I mean, I, I've got a mortgage you know, or I'm working all the time or my kids are driving me crazy or I'm going through a breakup or whatever. Right. I don't even know what that means. This is a problem. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what self-care looks like and you don't know what following your joy means, this is a problem. Not that you're a problem, but that we're in a systemic problem. Right. And we have to come back, but well, we don't have to. But the call is to come back into presence, being here right now. And as if you're your own best friend and say, what do you feel like doing? Mm -hmm. And if the first thing you think of is, I want to go for a walk, go, okay. You don't even need to talk about it. Put on your shoes and walk outside. Go, go walk. If later it's like, what do you feel like eating? Ah, carrots. Okay. Let's go get some carrots. Mm -hmm. Start saying yes to the first answer. As long as it's good for you. If you're, if the first answer is, I feel like burning the house down. Don't do that. That's not caring. No. And I also think to pay attention to if the first answer is what uh, is your pattern, what you've been programmed to do, like, oh, I want to work. Okay. Well, what else could be in that space before work? I want to stretch before I work. I want to walk up and down the flight of stairs. I want to have a nice cup of tea and enjoy it in its totality before I start the work. Like to, Acknowledge the fact that a lot of times 
you know, especially for you and I, when I, I'll speak for myself, when I was in the institution and like, that was part of the video, right? Like I was always like, oh, I have to do more work. I have to like, but that was my patterning. That was the programming. That was like the paradigm I had bought into. And so I know that if I would have asked myself that question of what do I want to do in this moment, my immediate programmed response would have been what was expected of me, right? What I was supposed to be doing. And so to be able to give yourself the space to pull back from even there and be like, all right, well, the work will be done. The house will be cleaned. The kids will be fed. And in this two minutes, in this five seconds, in this 10 minutes, what would I really like to do that would fill my cup up, that would bring me joy, that would give me a, a capability of just being in this breath and this body for a moment? There's also a whole lot of crumbling that's happening mm -hmm. and it will increase okay this is kind of where we live right now and at the moment mars is in aries it can bring in a lot of hot like hot-headedness a lot of reactivity so what do you feel like doing right now i mean if your first answer might be i feel like fighting okay mm -hmm. uh what do you feel like doing right now i feel like running okay but evaluate why you would say that i feel like fighting do you or is it, do you want to bring a resolution to something so you can find peace? Mm -hmm. I feel like running. Do you? Or are you concerned about the structure that you're within, the system that you're in, and you think it's time to move in a new direction and you're not quite sure where to go just yet, but you might need to be still and figure that one out. Mm -hmm. The things that harm probably is not really what we want. Right. There's something underneath it. And I think we have to be on our own side to not judge when something reactive or fearful comes up at first and just sit with us and go, I hear you, totally see why that's your reaction. What's mm -hmm. underneath that though? Right. Because our higher self would never want to cause harm to ourselves or anything else. Our higher self would want to go in the, the direction of inspiration and care. So what's underneath that? Not that there's anything wrong with being like, oh God, I'm scared. Yeah, okay. It's all right. How do we get you out of that space? Right. And see, see what I just said? How do we get you out of that space? I talk to myself like that all the time. Like there's more than one of me in here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you have to. Sometimes yeah. you have to be like, me, me, here we go. That's yeah. how you get on your own side. Yeah, I think it's like this persistence piece, right? Like of how do you persist in the face of like, um, the judgments, the crumbling, the self-blame, the doubt, the lack of clarity, the major emotions, the big feels coming up. Like how, how do you persist in acquiring, designating, and being an allowance of creating space for yourself? I saw a video the other day, you know, I'm a real big crystal hound and this guy was hunting for crystals, hunting for crystals. He was out <laughs> hunting them. Like they're calling for him. And he like, I can just feel like he's like, oh, I hear them coming from the mountainsides. Um, and so he had found, I don't even know how this happens. He found this crystal pocket underneath some tree roots, right? And so it's a video of him before he actually finds the crystals. And it's like, his intuition is telling him, that root system is where you find these crystals. At. And so 
He's digging in the, the soil and all of these horse flies are attacking them, attacking him. And if you've ever been around a horse fly, they bite, like they've got a little bit of a bite and he, like you can hear him being like, ow, right? Like he's being attacked and yet he's still like, I think there, there's a crystal in here, even though the ground is just looking like soil. And then all of a sudden he pulls out this amazing bright red, like quartz crystal with the horse flies all attacking him still. And I'm like, there's something about that imagery of persisting, even though it doesn't make sense of what you're digging for. It doesn't make sense. Like visually, you don't know what the hell it is you're reaching your hands into. You don't know what you are putting your space and your spirit into. It's not gonna make sense. You're not gonna be able to say, oh, well, that person is meditating all the day, all day long. That's what I'm gonna do. That's gonna work for me. Like there's none of that like, one size fits all scenario here. And it's this huge request of how do you adapt to persistence? How do you persist in figuring out and allowing yourself the space to find your joy, to stand in it, to ask yourself the questions, to be in allowance with whatever the hell comes up, no matter how radical or out of this world it possibly could be. I think it goes back to the beginning of what we said begin this podcast is when the shadows are crossing over your heart your joy how you feel if you will keep going don't stop there keep going until you get to the other side when you excavate that crystal when you tap into what's in your heart when you can oh my god i just heard it i just heard the call of my name right and go see this is why right and take note of it absorb it have it go into your system and replace doubt and fear and shame and regret and go this is why this is why. 